Hi, welcome to the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast, where every week I do a deep dive into the strategies and mindset behind launching, scaling, and leading a high-impact nonprofit. I'm your host, Rick Ritchie Babbage. Working to make the world a more just and beautiful place is messy, complex, heart-wrenching, and ultimately deeply joyful and fulfilling work. And none of us can do it alone. That's why I started this podcast, this mastermind community, to hold space for and share the learnings and the questions and the grapplings and the actual concrete strategies that allow us to move our social impact work forward together. So welcome to the mastermind. I'm so glad you're here. So today we are going to be talking about one of the sneakiest organizational challenges I've personally ever experienced and definitely one of the sneakiest I've ever seen in the work that I do with other leaders. It's like a shapeshifter and a snake in the grass all at once. This one thing hides and slithers and when it rears its head, it shows up in so many different ways that it can trick us. You might not even know you're navigating this challenge, but I wanna show you some of the ways to recognize it in your own work. Then I wanna give you an outline of how to design your organization's operating system or OS to help you keep moving forward in the face of this challenge. Okay, so I wanna make my way to this challenge and how you navigate it by shining light first on how it shows up. My favorite way that it shows up, and by favorite, I do not mean it makes me happy. I mean, it's just such a presence in my own life (laughs) that I love shining light on it for others. Procrasta planning and its close cousin, procrastal learning. So if any of the folks that I've coached or am coaching now in my program are listening to this, you have absolutely heard me talk about procrasta planning and procrasta learning. This is signing up for all of the workshops, spending weeks putting the finishing touches on your talking points for your meeting with a potential funder, rather than calling the potential funder to set up a copy. This is not implementing that new performance evaluation or compensation structure for your organization because you're not quite sure exactly the right way to do it. This is spending months to take an action or make a decision about how to move forward in your organization. And all of those are actually examples (laughs) from my own life. These are rooted in the same thing, procrastinate planning and procrastinate learning. They are some version of, I'm not certain about what to do, so I'm not ready to move forward just yet. Once I refine my plan, do some more research, talk to a few more people, really make my sort of next steps absolutely perfect, then I'll be ready. So I wanna share another version of this underlying challenge. One that may not be immediately obviously related to progressive planning and progressive learning, but is actually not such a distant cousin. Imagine you've hired three people in the last year and none of them have worked out. You keep bringing on board members who aren't engaging the way you thought they would. You've run two fundraising campaigns in the last six months and neither of them really brought in the revenue you needed. 
right? Imagine any of those scenarios. The underlying challenge is often the same in all of these scenarios, in procrastinate planning, procrastinate learning, and in this one. The underlying challenge that these illuminate is perfectionism. Now, in the first instance, perfectionism leads to inaction. If I don't act, I won't get it wrong. Ironically, in the second, it leads to unconsidered action. You don't know what to do. It's overwhelming, the idea of figuring out the exact right way to hire, the exact way to recruit and onboard five new board members. So you sort of close your eyes and keep moving, throw spaghetti at the wall. It's not like if you slow down, you'll get the right answer. So it doesn't make sense to slow down. So I'll keep trying until the right thing appears and works itself out, right? Now, this is a tricky snake in the grass to get rid of for a few reasons, this perfectionism that shows up in all of these different ways. With procrastinate planning, you can't get rid of all planning and all learning. And I am also a firm believer in crafting strong plans to guide strategic action and decision. I've also talked on this podcast and in my newsletter about things like listening tours and continuing to invest in personal learning and growth as a leader. And many other strategies for continuing to take in information and filling in the gaps in our own knowledge. So you can't totally stop planning. What I'm actually talking about here is calibration. Getting to know the signs that you have stepped out of the realm of considered research and planning to guide your strategic decisions and into the realm of fear of taking a step, even if imperfect. I've talked about in my newsletter fairly recently, the danger of shame, that it stops us from saying, I don't know what to do. This feeling that other people have figured something else out and perhaps I'm just not up to the task. And that's how this other scenario, the unconsidered action scenario is related to perfectionism. It can, not always, but often, stem from a fear of saying, I just don't know what to do, please help me. Right? So we try things, we try things, we try things, we don't slow down, we keep throwing spaghetti against the wall and we figure it will work out rather than stopping and saying out loud, I'm stuck here. I don't actually know the right next considered action. So here's the key lesson from all of this from today. And it's one that I am personally still working on 24 years into my career. Perfectionism isn't a thing. That's the key takeaway. More to the point, your job as a leader is not to be or seem perfect. Your job is to steward the organization towards achievement of its mission. And what perfectionism does is it boxes us into a corner all on our own. It isolates us. We don't say to our team, so let's try this new professional development program out for six months and see how it works. We don't say to our board, we need to figure out how to get you guys the information that you need to be ambassadors. It's not working out, so let's talk and figure out something together. It makes us think that we need to go off somewhere, figure everything out, and then present it to the folks on our team with a bow. Now that is a recipe for three things, all of which are bad. (laughs) Inaction, inefficiency, right? Wasted time, wasted money, and burnout. So I'm going to recommend the following instead. 
integrate imperfection into the actual design of your organization, the operating system of your organization, the bones of your organization, integrate imperfection directly into how you design those things. Build a cycle of transparent inquisition, of learning, strategic decision-making and testing and refinement. Now, what do I mean by all of this? I'm gonna break this down. First, learn your own signals. When are you seeing the head of this sneaky snake, this perfectionism snake in your own life? Right? How does it show up for you? For example, if I have a decision that hasn't been made in months, there's probably something holding me back. So over the past two decades, I've developed a strategy of time boxing my planning and learning. I still get caught because there's always an excuse to keep planning. So I created a second layer of org design in my own life and in my own business. My accountability partners, they know my penchant for perfectionism and they call me out on it and they push back when I say, I just need to read this one last book. I just need to have this one last conversation, right? So for me, I have sort of a two layer, <laughs> a two layer process. My signal is, huh, there's this, action I needed to take or decision I needed to make. And actually it's the kind of decision that one could make in far shorter time than I have been making it. So there's probably something holding me back. So I only give myself six weeks, four weeks, two weeks, two months, whatever is the reasonable amount of time to make a decision, that's my time box. And if I am still pushing up against the back end of that time box, that's when my accountability partners step in and say, this is actually something you could have decided six weeks ago. Let's figure out what's getting in your way. What's the consequence of, you know, making this decision of testing it and maybe it not being right. Related to this, set up systems that illuminate when this is happening for you, when you haven't launched a new campaign, when you haven't set up coffee for your new, with your new potential funder. Right. So learn your signals and set up sig systems to help you respond to those signals of perfectionism. Second, on the other side of the same equation, if you find you've made a decision multiple times and it isn't yielding the results you want, that's the snake. That's just remember I said it was a shape shifter and a sneaky snake. That's just the snake in a different form. So here's what I recommend there. Slow down and invite other people in. Share your end goal and current strategies with a peer, a mentor, or a trusted coach and ask for a different way forward. Right? Let them help you slow down and take a considered action. Now, in neither of these first two recommendations, the learning the signals and developing systems to respond to them, or the slowing down and inviting people in to help you take considered action. I'm not suggesting that if you do either or both of those things, you will absolutely get everything right. That's not the end goal. And that's partly why I said it's really important to bake imperfection into the design. What you're trying to do is keep moving forward as strategically as possible because that's ultimately what battling with imperfection will do. You'll look up after a year and you've either been inefficient in your expenditure of energy because you're in sort of this unconsidered action category, or you haven't 
move forward in the areas that you need to move forward. So both of these are designed to illuminate when that's happening and give you some strategies for beginning to address them. So the third recommendation I have is when you're uncertain about something and you're feeling conflicted about how to move forward, which for me is all the time, build a structured crowdsourcing mechanism into your operating system. What do I mean by that? Let your team and your board know what the strategic question is that you're grappling with and invite feedback perspectives in a structured way, right? Structured crowdsourcing. Have a staff focus group. Host a brain trust with your board and maybe some trusted mentors. I have a great toolkit about brain trusts in the nonprofit resource hub, which I will include a link to in the show notes. Brain trusts are an excellent strategy for pushing through strategic sort of knots. Think about things like an ad hoc generative or strategic board meeting. You know, reach out to your board and say, here's a problem I'm struggling with. I'd love to pull anyone who's interested in being a thought partner around this with me. Can we hop on Zoom for 45 minutes and just talk through this, right? These are ways to build structured, right? You're asking for specific feedback in specific areas, crowdsourcing into how you operate, into your operating system, so that you're not the only one out on the limb trying to figure out how to move forward, right? You're, you're bringing people in, and that moves us away from this idea of perfectionism, of having to get it right ourselves. Fourth recommendation. Don't see decisions and actions as final. Organizations are organisms, and they are always growing and responding to learnings, right? They should be. They should always be growing and always be responding to learnings. And if you see your decisions as final, then you'll feel the need to be certain about what you're deciding. Instead, Create a cyclical internal design and operational structure. Revisit things like your hiring protocols, your compensation structure, your board recruitment processes, your, how you engage your board. Revisit these things on a regular basis, quarterly, annually. Organizations have joint board and staff committees that revisit compensation and benefits, right? That's a great tool that organizations use. A lot of the organizations that I work with have these committees and every three years they do a baseline report, you know, this joint staff and board committee around compensation. It's just built into their operational culture. This idea of we're making a decision, we're going to test it, we're going to refine it, we're going to come back and make it again, right? The governance committee on your board can revisit recruitment and onboarding every two years, for example. If you don't have a governance committee, you can do it as a full board or identify just a couple people on your board that are interested. This idea is to build this cycle of decision making, testing and refinement and remaking a decision. So you see the choices that you're making and the decisions that you're you're making and the actions that you're taking as part of your organizational learning, part of your organizational growth. If that's what they are, then some of them will be wrong. Some of them will require, after you've tested and seen that they're not actually achieving the results you want, some will require refinement. And when that stops being a bad thing, when that's just learning, when that just gives you data to respond to and is value neutral, organizations move much 
more smoothly when that happens, right? When decisions are not this succeeds or this fails. And as leaders, we feel much less pressure to make every decision exactly right, to make every decision perfectly, when we see each decision as part of an ongoing journey, an ongoing growth process and learning process. Again, the key is to build a cycle of transparent inquisition, asking questions, bringing people, your team, your board, your supporters into your inquisition, into your questioning, learning, strategic decision-making and testing based on what you learned, analysis of what you're seeing, and then refinement and make the decision again, right? Start that cycle again. Ultimately, you defeat this shape-shifting snake by integrating the idea of imperfection directly into your organizational systems. And this means becoming aware of when it's rearing its head and then building the systems within your organization that support you in fighting it. So that's my lesson for today. I am so happy you joined me this week and I will see you back here next week for more Mastermind. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast. If you liked this podcast, I would also love for you to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you think that what we talk about here could benefit another leader in your life, please share with your friends. Finally, if you'd like more leadership in your life, you can sign up for my weekly five-minute read, Leadership Forward 321 newsletter. I send articles, resources, and inspiration every week curated around a leadership theme to help you lead your nonprofit better. You can sign up at richiebabbage.com backslash leadershipforward321. That's it for this week. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you back here next week for more Mastermind.